0: Welcome to Life Center Church. We hope you enjoy this message. For more information about this podcast and our church, visit LifeCenterNYC.com. Well, if you guys can turn with me to Ephesians. We're going to be reading out Ephesians 1 and Ephesians 3. Honestly, uh, sometimes... We all communicate ahead of time about the service, you know, what the worship team is going to be singing, what I'm going to be speaking, the offering. Today we didn't, um, and I'm also speaking in the fullness of God and even the reality of overflow and abundance and more than enough. And so I really do feel like today is a divine day. Um, I feel like we've been set up. That's how I I feel like it. Um, And you may not realize it, but you've been set up. Uh, you might have come just for another church service, but you know, the Lord is here. And we're gonna do things a little bit different today. Um, so if May is someone, oh yeah, she's ready. May, come on up. May's gonna um, play. Um, throughout the, the worship, I just kept getting some words of knowledge for healing, and I wanna minister to some people right here in this moment. Uh, I just want to say, the first service, we had an outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Not that we're trying to reproduce the same thing. Like, we're not, for those of you, some of you are double dipping. It's not that we're just trying to do the same thing twice. We want to do what the Father's doing, and He's on this today. And so we're going to keep, you know, if He's on it, I want to keep going in that vein. And so if you're here today and you've been um, struggling with migraine headaches, specifically, it comes in the front of your, your head, and it's almost like, You got heaviness on your eyes. Like literally, you end up just... And I know naturally with migraines, you need to be in the dark, but it almost feels like your eyelids become heavy. If that's you, just stand up. It's gonna be quite a few of you. Um, You're dealing with migraine headaches? No one. You probably will. There's like three or four of you that I know is going through it. Not personally, just... All right, we'll put it this way. Let me say this. Don't be afraid. If you don't know what a word of knowledge is, it's simply this. The Lord... Will speak to us sometimes about a physical ailment, or could be a spiritual thing that's going on with another person's life. And why does he do that? Because he wants to heal the person. It's not just that we want to expose what's going on. The Lord wants to heal you today. And so I'm gonna actually just release a few things. And if if you want to just sneak standing up as we release these couple other things, I feel like the Lord's gonna heal those that are dealing with migraine headaches. Uh, someone else, you have something going on inside there's pain on the inside of the right knee could be the left, but something going on with the knees. Um, if that's you, just go ahead and stand up someone else. You have this pain going on right in the literally the middle of the back of the neck, like right here. There's this, I don't know if it's the, the vertebrae that's going on, but there's pain going on right here in the back of the neck. Um, there's enough people standing. So those migraine people, you can sneak up now too. (laughs) You didn't want to be first and that's okay. Uh, this, I feel in this again, we, I said this in the first service, but I feel like it's also for this service, there's some people going on, it's not like a ringing in your ears, but it almost feels like there's this clogging or this burning sensation that's going on in, in the ears. Uh, and it's not, like a, a, it's not like you're sick or something, though that could be, but I feel like there's some people, it's just this ongoing reality where there's always the constant clogging of the ears and the Lord wants to release that today. And then, all right, let's do these first. If I can have just some of the ministry team just make their way around the room and just make sure someone's standing with everyone. And go ahead, you can ask them what they need prayer for. There's quite a lot of people. So I'm just gonna make sure that everyone has someone. Someone. There's three in the back. If we can get some, can you guys help us pray too? Yeah, yeah. There's some right in the back. Just want to make sure someone is with everyone. And if you are sitting, just stretch your hands out towards these. Father, right now, we thank you for healing. We thank you that the presence of the Lord is present to heal right now make sure you ask them what they needed prayer for. If if they are dealing with the migraine headache thing, I want you almost to lift off like it's like this thing around their head. Just lift it off of their head. Just lift it off. Yeah, I see you guys doing that. That's good. Lift it off of their head right now. Speak to those with the issue in the ears right now. And we say be opened up where there's been this clogging in the ear, almost this burning sensation. Lord, would you release healing right now in the ears, all pain go. The issue with the knee on the inside of the knee, we speak complete healing and restoration in Jesus' name. All right, if you're praying for them, keep praying. If you're receiving prayer, keep receiving. They're going to continue to minister. If you have been struggling with fear, and it's almost crippling at times, just quickly stand up. We're gonna pray for you. If you've been dealing with fear, any sort of fear going on, and just put, I want you to put your hand on your heart. If you don't wanna stand up and you're dealing with it, just put your hand on your heart. Father, right now, I pray for those who are dealing with fear, where it's been crippling at times. Lord, that you would bring power, love, and a sound mind. (laughs) Strength over their heart. But sound mind. I feel like that third part is really important for those. A sound mind, clarity of mind. We silence the voice of the accuser right now. In Jesus' name. Thank you. keep ministering to them. Keep receiving if you're responding. Yeah. And those of you who have been receiving prayer for healing, I just encourage you, uh, test yourself out. Do something that you couldn't do before. And if you're 80% better or more, a significant difference, I want you to go ahead and test yourself out and then just wave at us. Just let us know if that's... Come on, thank you, Jesus. We got one right there. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We can clap. Yeah, it's okay. We can wave. Come on, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. And if you're praying, make sure you you give them a moment to test it out. Johnny, can you just stand up? Yeah, you, Johnny. Just stretch your hands out towards Johnny. Johnny, just put your hands in a posture of receiving. Father, we thank you for Johnny. Lord, I thank you for the favor of God that's on his life. Johnny, I feel like the Lord's saying that he has you. He has you in the palm of his hands, that he's making a way and he's opening doors of favor over your life for kingdom purpose. And I feel like he's reminding you, I've sown you into the marketplace to be a light and to be an influencer of light. And so Lord, I've asked that you would let the light of your countenance shine upon Johnny right now. Lord, as he's surrounded by just the world at times, even in his position, Lord, we ask that he would shine bright, that you would make him steady. Johnny, the Lord wants your roots to grow deep in him in the place of his presence and in the knowledge of his word and his voice. And Lord, we thank you for a fresh infilling of the Holy Spirit and fire over Johnny today that his roots would go deep. We speak peace to his mind. In Jesus name, we thank you, Lord. Yeah, if you're around him, you can pray over him. Yeah, we thank you, Lord. And if we could all if we could all stand. If you're if you're ministering, go ahead and keep praying. If you're receiving, receive it. If if everyone in the room if we could stand together just put your hands out before the Lord just as if you're receiving a gift I know this is a little different but I feel like the Lord wants to meet with us here today and so just close your eyes and we say Holy Spirit increase your presence and now just wait on him like the lord wants to fill some of us with the spirit of revival the holy spirit who brings revival so even now increase your presence all across this room well this is new to you don't be afraid don't worry about what's happening to the left to the right just close your eyes and just ask the lord to increase his presence upon you. More, Lord. <laughs> and I want to declare this. If, if you have, you know that the Lord has called you to prophesy. There's a prophetic gift on your life. I just want you to put your hand on your mouth all across this room because I feel like there's been this silencing of the prophetic in the church. I speak to you right now where you are. And I say, do not be afraid to open up your mouth when he fills it. Lord, we ask for the increase of the prophetic anointing, the spirit of prophecy, which is the testimony of Jesus. I speak to you. And I say, as the scripture says, son of man, prophesy. Son of man, prophesy. Speak that which the Lord is speaking to you. Lord, whatever has silenced their prophetic voice, the prophetic gift, Lord, would you remove it off of them right now? Would you lift it off of them? That which has locked up their tongue and their lip, I break it off of you right now in the name of Jesus. And you're going to speak words of truth and power. Some of you have hesitated to speak. And the Lord's saying, let boldness come over you again like I did in Acts 4. I want boldness to come over you again. Receive my boldness today. In Jesus' name. Jesus name. Alright. Stay st- if you're receiving prayer, stay in that mode, but you guys can sit. If you're receiving, just stay. I don't doesn't mind. I don't mind if other people are standing. You can continue to pray. And we're gonna do one, one more thing. If if you're here and you feel Right now, you feel the tangible presence of the Lord on you. Just go ahead and stand back up. Yeah. Yeah. This is... Go ahead, put your hands out again. Just stretch your hands towards these. Some of the ministry team want to go around and lay hands. Unless you are standing and receiving, then stand and receive. would you increase it right now who Lord? we thank you for fresh fire and if you come like fire then burn Lord we thank you for fresh oil and if you come like oil then anoint Lord Lord we thank you for fresh wind right now and if you come like wind then blow Lord we thank you for fresh rain and if you come like rain then Lord pour out oh yeah just take a deep breath just breathe him in and breathe out everything else more Lord (laughs) more Lord more Lord more Lord increase we're not going to be in a rush here we're going to linger I really felt like the Lord said to me this week and these past months it's like Rich we've forgotten how to wait on the Lord So Lord we make room for you to come. You see the the ways of the spirit there's like these ebbs and flows. He seems to come upon us and we feel his presence and then his presence seems to lift but if we would linger he would come again. Lord we thank you that your psalm says deep calls unto deep. At the sound of your waterfall, all your waves and your breakers, they come and they crash over us. Lord, would you come with waves and breakers? Waves and breakers, would you come crash over us right now to increase? I want you to repeat this prayer after me. This could be the whole room, not just those who are standing. Say, Holy Spirit, I give you permission to do with me as you please. Do it, Lord. (laughs) Some of you, it's been a long time since you'd encountered the tangible presence of the Lord. Lord, we thank you today to increase. Some of you, you're feeling for the very first time. Some of you, it's like a heat in your body. You're feeling like a burning in your hands. There's, a, there's a, quite a few of you, you're feeling like a burning or a, a Holy Spirit sensation in your belly. If that's you, just just lift your hands. There's an anointing on you for intercession. Father, these hands lifted right now. Would you anoint them as intercessors? And listen, it's not just an anointing to pray. You're going to shift things. You're going to pray with the Lord's prayer you're going to shift things in the atmosphere, in your city, in your family, in the nations, because he trusts you with his heart and intercession. Father, would you release an anointing on these intercessors to pray? what's on your heart who that out of their belly out of their spirit would come groanings of intercession the romans 8 the groanings that have no utterance have no words we thank you lord thank you jesus more lord All right, I want to pray for one last group. Again, don't move. You can stay. keep receiving. But if you've been going through a trauma recently, I just want you just to put your hand on your head. You've gone through trauma. Lord, right now, we pray peace to come over their minds. And some of you, it's physical trauma. We speak peace over your physical body. Where the enemy has come to try to kill, steal, and destroy. You have come to bring life and life more abundantly. We speak the abundance of life over the trauma. We speak for healing and restoration. Lord, we know that there can be a process to healing, but we also know that there can be instantaneous healing and deliverance. And so I speak over you. Receive of the great deliverer today. Be healed. Be set free. Be made whole. If you're you're receiving, you can stay. I'm going to speak very briefly and then we're going to go back into ministry time. If you want to stay standing, I don't want to stop what the Lord's doing. So keep receiving. Thank you, Lord. Keep hearing this song. We're just gonna sing it, and you guys just
1: sing it with me. Hold on one second. So we... Hallelujah. 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 Sing it again, hallelujah. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah.
0: Forget your name. Just remind me one more time, David. Just put your hands up before the Lord, David. David, you're in a, a season of transition where the Lord's taking you out of one season and into a next. And I feel like He wants to give you a, a physical picture of what that looks like. You know, a place of transition, it looks like a gate. It looks like going from the front yard to the backyard, meaning it's going to change and it's going to be different. And I feel like the Lord's speaking over you, that he wants you to trust him with your whole heart and there's a gift of faith that he wants to give to you to believe for the impossible things you've been believing for things and it just seems like there's been delay and we just speak to the season of delay and we say be lifted off of him in Jesus name we thank you for a season of divine acceleration we thank you for a season of divine doors being opened up for you I feel like you've been, you know, in a way, satisfied even with work and, and finances, you've been content. but I feel like the Lord's saying that there's going to be an increase. It's not even that you're looking for it, but there's going to be an increase of finance and opportunity. And you're going to know when it's Him and when to take the, the opportunity and walk through the door. I even feel like there's, um, I have no idea what you do, but I feel like there's going to be supervisors uh, above you, or however, again, I don't know if you're a supervisor maybe next to you, but people are gonna to come to you and they're gonna be like, you know, you've been doing this work, you've been doing this and it's been great, but there's this opportunity and there's gonna be like promotion that comes and with it's gonna come increase. And I also feel like the Lord wants you to know that you hear his voice. You hear his voice. There's been this doubt almost of whether or not, is that you? Is that me? And the Lord says, it's me. It's me. It's been me. And you can trust that the voice you're hearing is me. When you open up those scriptures, I'm going to reveal things. And what you've been uh, having lack in, even in spiritual understanding, the Lord's going to bring revelation and supernatural understanding. So we bless that over him in Jesus' name. Jordan, can you just stand up? Just stretch your hands out towards Jordan. Jordan, there is a breaker anointing on your life. There is a breaker anointing on your life. You're a carrier of joy. But the Lord wants you to know that you're a carrier of the breaker that breaks the heavy yoke. And it's not just in your singing, Jordan. There's a teaching that he has put on your heart. There's a teaching that he's put on your heart that will help bring understanding in the ways of God. You have lived a life of righteousness. You have fought the good fight. You have fought the good fight. Like Tim, like Paul said to Timothy, to live your life and fight the good fight of faith, do the 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 warfare in your life according to the gifting and the impartation that was given to you. You have had impartation and gift gifting prophesied and released over you. And the Lord's saying that gifting is going to fight your battles in this season where you have in a way felt like you've had to tap into your own strength. The Lord's saying, no, I'm coming in in full charge and that there's a breaker anointing that's coming upon you to break the heavy yoke And there's a teaching that he's put inside of you that's gonna bring clarity and understanding to people around you. And he's gonna surround you with family like never before. I know in the natural that your family's in California and I know you have family here, uh, you know, spiritual family, but I feel like the Lord's saying, the family that is around you is gonna bring such strength to you in the season and get into a posture of receiving because there's so much that the Lord has for you. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. You guys okay? Yeah. You feel the presence of the Lord in the room? And I, I just want to bring clarity too. You may feel nothing, but that doesn't mean the Lord is not touching you. One of the most common manifestations in the, whole of, in the Holy Spirit is peace. I think maybe the only thing more common to that is tears. No, seriously. So, we're so used to tears in church, we don't realize that it's a, it's a divine manifestation. I mean, maybe you did come in crying, but most of us don't. And then all of a sudden, the Lord's doing something and we begin to weep. That's the Holy Spirit. Some of you came in and you weren't necessarily feeling a, a certain way or feeling anxious, but all of a sudden, there's just this peace, this rest. You just feel so relaxed. That's divine. You're not sitting in massage chairs. Like, it's, it's divine. You come into the place of his presence. He is a God who wants to be approached and wants to encounter us. And don't be afraid. I mean, some of you, as I said before, you, you might have felt like a heat on your hands or a heat in another part of your body. You might have felt like tingling or electricity. You know, we go through the scripture. We go through church history. These are all very common ways of the manifestation of the Holy Spirit. I like to think of it like this: We we serve a God who is so powerful we cannot comprehend it. More powerful than electricity. But if you took your finger and you stuck it into a socket, what you know, what's gonna happen? You're like, you know how much more power does our God have? And not that it's about the manifestation, but it's about the one who comes with power. And so that's why we say, Lord, We want you, no matter what it looks like, no matter what it feels like, no matter what it sounds like. I have been challenged by the Lord of late about my hunger, my thirst for the deep things of God. You know, I remember being in seventh grade and going to Toronto for a a youth conference. And I remember for the first time encountering the presence of the Lord. And everything changed. I just would—I just began to weep. And I didn't even know why I was weeping. I didn't even know why I was crying. High school, you don't want to... Well, I guess that's middle school. You don't want to cry in front of people. You know, you don't. And I would come in front of the presence of the Lord and I would just begin to weep. People would start getting prophetic words even after that. Someone would come up and start prophesying and I would just begin to weep. I mean, the Lord... You know, people are like, oh, he's just sensitive. No, I wasn't just sensitive. My heart and my physical body and my spirit was responding to when the Lord was moving and what he was doing inside of me was cultivating something in my heart to be like a barometer in the spirit, to know when he's in the room and know how to respond and I believe he wants to teach us as a company how to recognize when he's in the room and stop what we're doing You know, sometimes the Lord gives us something to do and we do come in with an agenda that is from God. And there's other times the Lord comes in with his own agenda. And he sets us on a track, like a train track. And there's a direction he wants us to go in. And I believe he wants to teach us how to move in the ways of his spirit. He's been challenging me on my hunger level, my thirst level, of just coming in and doing business as usual, doing good things, We're praying for people and calling ministry times and preaching a message and having a response and doing worship. And we can go through all of the motions without looking for Him. We can have a church order. We can have a service. And again, I use church examples because this is my world. But we can do this in, a mar- in the marketplace. We can just go in and we know the nine to five. I'm gonna do my emails for 10 minutes, 15 minutes in the morning. I'm gonna do some of my phone calls. I'm gonna do my meetings. I'm gonna have my lunch. I'm gonna come back, do a few more emails, do a few more meetings, get some work done. And then I'm gonna go home. And I just go through the motions and I don't stop to look for him. And we know that anything we do unto the Lord, or anything we do with our hands and we do it unto the Lord, he deems it as worship. And what is worship? It's not just the song that we have for him. It's not just the adoration, but it's the place where we meet with God and God meets with us. And so if I'm approaching my job and the work of my hands in a way that's pleasing to the Lord, he deems it as worship. That means at my desk, at my, uh, in my office, at my whatever you do, behind the wheel, whatever you do, he's there. He's there. And it just takes the simple acknowledgement of what we know to be true in the scripture that then makes us aware of his presence. Because we know biblically he is with us where we go because where does he live? In your heart. (laughs) He goes with us wherever we go. But there needs to be a greater awareness and acknowledgement of his presence wherever we go. Wherever I go, I know that the the six foot radius I walk in is under an open heaven, wherever I go. Why? Because I have the creator of the universe living inside of me. I have the signet ring, the down payment, Holy Spirit living inside of me. And I have applied over my life the blood of Jesus that gives me access to the heavenly places why the scripture says we can approach the throne of grace with boldness I and mean, we don't have to be afraid, we don't have to be timid, we don't have to ask do I have access when you're covered by the blood you know you have access I'm a, I'm a son, I have parents when I go into my, my parents house, I don't ask them permission to go into the fridge, I just open the door and I take what I want I take what I need. If I'm thirsty, I go and I get a drink. You have the same permission from the Lord to come to the place where he is. And when you're thirsty, and when you're hungry, and when you're broken, and when you're lost, and when you're confused, fill in the blank. You have access to come in. He says, come in. Open up my fridge. Take what you need. Come, you who have no money. Come, buy come drink. I told you we'd read a few scriptures. Let's do it really quick. (laughs) Ephesians. Let's start in chapter one this time. I say this time because I started in chapter three in the first service. Verse 17. Is that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him. That the eyes, excuse me, <clears throat> that the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling. What are the riches of the glory of the inheritance in the saints? And what is the exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe? according to the working of his mighty power, which he worked in Christ when he raised Him from the dead and seated him at the right hand in the heavenly places. Goes on. That he would give you a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. And I want to read Ephesians 3, also verse 17. That Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width, the length, the depth, the height, to know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. I want you to understand something. In all of the epistles that Paul wrote, this is the only epistle that doesn't come with a correction. The rest of them do, but this is the only one that doesn't come with a correction. There's this inference or this reality that the church of Ephesus was strong. It was mature. They were doing a lot right. And so the other thing we want to know that, or we should realize is this church was extreme in power we can use the word extreme. I'm going to use it. They were extreme in power. They were extreme in presence. They were extreme in kingdom success, meaning they were impacting the world around them. They were notable for their discernment, their gifting, their authority, because their church was birthed in outpouring. This letter that Paul writes to them, this is some years after the revival that takes place in Ephesus. The outpouring that takes place in Ephesus. And so the question that I ask when I'm reading this is okay, then Paul is writing this and he's praying these prayers, and it's almost this question: Well, what do I give to someone that has everything? What do I give to someone? This group that is blessed, strong, and mature, what do I give to someone that has everything? And we see in chapter one, he prays right in the beginning. I mean, he does some of the greetings and some of the hellos and a little, But then he prays that first apostolic prayer that you would be filled with a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of God. And then he takes some, a little bit to unpack that and what that looks like and what it means to be in Christ and seated in heavenly places and begins to unpack spirit of wisdom and revelation. And then it leads him to the prayer in chapter three, which is the prize and it's in that phrase towards the end that you would be filled with all the fullness of Christ. Lord, give them wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Christ. What does that look like? So that they would be filled with the fullness of God. I believe that's something everyone in this room aches for and we may not even know it. I think it defines why we were created. We see in the beginning of Genesis that part of the nature of God was to fill space. It says, and the Holy Spirit came and he hovered over the waters. Didn't say he just hovered over the Hudson, he hovered over all of the waters. And he comes to give us purpose for our creation, for the design of this being, this body. We were created, physically created for many things, but one of them was to be filled with the Lord, to be filled with the Holy Spirit, to be filled with the fullness of God. And this was not a doctrine that he was inviting them to just sit upon and think, well, someday. He was inviting them to experience his fullness in that moment. And I believe it's the same for us today. There is an invitation to experience the fullness of God on this side of eternity. So many times we push it off for that day, but no, he wants to fill you with his fullness today. And every time he opens truth to us, it comes with an invitation for encounter. Because revelation that doesn't lead to encounter just equips us to be a better arguer to those who disagree. And he is not just equipping us to debate, he's equipping you so that you would be witnesses. Witnesses of what? Him. So that the very thing you came to experience you then get to invite others to come and experience. This is not just a gospel of intelligence, history, and knowledge. We're not just to know the truth, we're to experience the truth. We're not just to know the Lord, we're to experience the Lord. Imagine if we ate food and tasted nothing. I mean, how many of you had COVID? I mean, if you were on a diet, that might've helped a lot. Food tasted like nothing. But the beauty of eating is the flavor that comes with it. It's an experience. How many of you ever gone to one of those restaurants where it's like 13 courses? I was I was in Colombia. My wife's from Colombia, her family's there, her grandparents were there. We went there, we had a 13-course meal, it was amazing. Each course represented a region. I mean, they brought us in with excellence to encounter and experience the culture and the society. In one meal, we got to sit and travel throughout all of Colombia. In this scripture, we see this invitation to experience the kingdom of God, the fullness of his kingdom. Can be tasted, can be felt, can be experienced because the Lord wants to fill you. He doesn't want you to just know about righteousness. Like, think of it this way. We all can think of it this way. Like, We know we're supposed to live holy, so we're not just supposed to know about righteousness and know how to live. We're going to go experience the right living. We're going to go and do the right stuff. But even more, he wants us to experience the power and the presence of the one who sustains you. He's revealing truth so that we can encounter the God of truth so that we can become those who illustrate truth we begin to model what it means that the word has become flesh. And I believe he set us up for something. I believe he's placed us on a track in a direction and I can physically feel of late the tangible presence of the Lord that is wonderful and is also a little terrifying because I'm like, Lord, I don't know what you're gonna do. But also I feel like there's this thing of I've become complacent. And I come into meetings and I just I got used to singing and I got used to lifting the hands and just doing the stuff. And I feel like the Lord's saying, but would you actually reach out and touch the hem of my garment? Do you reach out anymore, Rich? Do you wait anymore? Do you wait on me anymore? Do you linger? Are you in a rush? Are you just looking at the clock, waiting to see when it's going to end so you can get to that restaurant or get to that hangout? When did church become about everything else but Him? And in these moments where His presence begins to come, I know that He's in charge. I become so aware that I'm not in charge but he is. And then we get these questions, these other things that distract us from this. It's the challenging things. Well, why, why didn't I get that breakthrough? Or why didn't I get that job? Or why am I still looking for housing? Or, you know, why did, why did this person die? Why weren't they healed? Why is this person living with illness? Why aren't they healed? And we're looking for the answers to all these questions, but I've come to realize I don't, I don't need the answer as long as I have his presence. Realize he doesn't work for me. I work for him. And he set us on a track, and that track is that you may be filled. And not to your capacity, but to his capacity. The one who holds the universe in his hands, this God yearns to fill us as individuals and to fill us as a corporate body with his fullness. Then Colt's is busy. Let me see. JP, can you help me with something? I need you just to hold the mic. Some would say that this is full. But they would be wrong. In the kingdom, this is what full looks like. We missed the towel, but it's not soda, so we're okay. (laughs) Even in economics, you don't measure abundance by what you have. You measure it by how much you give away. In the kingdom, it's the same. He doesn't fill us so that we would be containers. There's not meant to be a lid. We're meant to overflow. But so much of our walk is we fill to just enough And then we go on about and we start emptying ourselves. And then we become empty. We have to go away to to get filled up again until we're filled up enough to give. No, there's this invitation to minister and live out of the place of the overflow. So that when you're pouring out, you're not giving of what you have only, but you're giving out of the abundance of what you have. But the only way... To be in such a a place where you're overflowing is to position yourself underneath the spout of the outpour. If I'm not positioning myself under him in the place where he's pouring out, then I'm just going with what I have. But if I position myself underneath the outpour, I can live in the place of overflow. And I can minister out of that place of overflow. Overflow. Hosting the presence of God is the same concept. It is measured by what flows through you. And the Lord is doing something here in this church, and I don't want to diminish that, what's happening at Life Center. But even more importantly is the hour that we live in and what he has determined to cause to take place in the earth. And there's something that happens when people gather together in his name with the slightest interest in what he might be doing. Hear me. We don't have to come ravenously hungry. If we come just a little bit hungry, just a little bit interest, he shows up. It's not amazing faith. It's the mustard seed. All he needs is an invitation to come, to change and to transform. You know, I used to say this all the time, that there's, a, that there's this reality of a heart that's on fire. There's two ways you can light a match. You can take that match and you can strike it against and cause some friction. And that friction will cause that flame to combust and to light and to burn. But there's an easier way. You take that match and you bring it next to an open flame. It will light up every time. And the Lord in this hour is causing friction all across this earth, not to cause pain, but to cause hearts to come on fire for his son. But he's called the church to take the flame that's burning on the inside and not just to unbelievers, but to believers alike and to set hearts on fire. When you think of Moses in the burning bush, uh, so many times we think like, oh, he saw a burning bush, so of course he turned. No, it was very common for a bush to be on fire because it was so dry and arid. But Moses recognized The difference in the flame that he looked and he said, that bush isn't on fire and it's not consumed. There's that type of fire that the God wants to release to you so that when people see you, they recognize the difference. And if you're here to, you're like, "I, I, I don't have that flame. Get around people who are burning and watch as it ignites up. If I can have the worship team join me. Listen, I'm ready and I'm hungry for more. I don't know if you are, but I'm ready. I just need one other person. I'm serious. I just need one other person. That's, the, that's where I'm at. I just need one other person in the room to be going for it, and I'm going for it. I just need one other person. Do you understand what I'm saying? I, I am sick of coming into services and just singing. I want to touch him. I don't care if the worship is off and it doesn't sound good and we're singing off key. I don't care. You know, I can't tell you how many times I've heard someone say, oh, that person's leading worship. They're a little boring. Oh, that person's speaking. As if it was about them. Oh, I like to go to this church because they do this thing. As if it was about what we do. It's about him. And we've missed the mark. And He's re-establishing it. He's inviting us to come to encounter Him. Do you know what that practically means? We're going to get to a place where we come into the service already overflowing. And not waiting for the outpour in the service. We're coming in and just floodwaters. Because we all come in with an overflowing heart. What would happen if we begin to come in hungry, thirsty? We're going through the week getting filled. We're going through the week engaging with God and He's overflowing and we don't come empty but we still come hungry because this this weird thing in the kingdom that the more the thirsty you are and the more you drink the thirstier you get the hungrier you are and the more you eat the hungrier you get because there's this thing of the fullness of God There's this reality to be filled with the fullness of God. Guys, it looks like something. It does look like passion. I think we need to get, uh, you know, we need to repent of this, this. There's a whole movement of saying, oh, it's not about emotionalism. And I get it because they don't want the hype. They want the real thing. But two thirds of the kingdom of God is emotion and righteousness, peace and joy. And if you want to experience peace and joy, you have to be okay with being emotional in church and with God. That's the only way. He wants to encounter all of us. And it's not, it, it's not hype. It's emotion, which was given by God, as a way to encounter Him. It's why you cry. It's why you weep. It's why your heart is moved. Because His heart was moved. More, Lord. Increase. And listen, our, I, we don't need great things to happen to be ent- entertained. Our identity is not in that. Our identity is in Him. But there is an awareness that we must live in that He must be glorified in all the earth. He has to be and He must be glorified. There is this reality like we can't make it happen, but we can yield to see it happen. We can cooperate with Him so that it truly happens. And my prayer today is that we would invite the Lord in everything that we do, in all that we do, in everywhere we go, we would invite him to to so permeate our space with his presence, with himself, that when we would go from this place and we would go to wherever we're going, that we would go as transformed people who know what it is to be filled to the full with the Holy Spirit. Why don't you stand with me? Some of you are going to begin to have unusual encounters in the night. You're going to begin to have dreams. I was so encouraged by what Jeremy was saying. He began to have dreams. You're going to begin to have dreams where it's going to begin to bring shift. But not just things that you're dreaming about. There's going to be physical manifestations of the Holy Spirit. You're going to begin to encounter Him in the night. Some of you, He's going to begin to invade your secret place time. And I want to say over you guys, because sometimes... When we get into this vein of encountering the presence of the Lord, this fear comes alongside, well, I don't want to look like this, or I don't want to shake, or I don't want to jump, or I don't... Number one, we don't want to quench Him. We want to do whatever He wants to do. Number two, do not be afraid. There's a reason that every time the Lord showed up, I mean, He wouldn't walk almost like appear in a room, and He would say, don't be afraid. Why? Because they were terrified. There is this, this fear of the Lord in this encountering of Him where we need not be afraid. I remember being young. I remember having a hard time sleeping at night because I was afraid of the dark and I was afraid that some, honestly, some demon or some angel was going to show up in my room. And I used to pray, Lord, let me see nothing because I'm so terrified. I just want to sleep. And I remember Alan Hood saying once, if you're scared of the dark, just sleep with the light on. It's okay. But later on, I began to realize It wasn't just demonic presences in my room that I was feeling. It was actually angelic. And I had quenched something by making that prayer a decree. And I had to repent of that. Some of you need to repent of, Lord, I just don't want to see anything spiritual. I don't want to hear anything. I don't want to feel anything because I'm afraid. You need to repent of that. I had to repent of that. And the moment I did that, I began to have visitations. I begin to have the Lord speak to me. I begin to hear His voice. I begin to feel His presence in a tangible way. Some of you, that's your story. You were like, don't show me anything. The Lord wants to encounter you. And I feel like for many of us, it might be when we go home in the secret place, but for a lot of us, it's gonna be right here. There needs to be a seal of what we're talking about, where the Lord's gonna come in and seal this hunger and seal this thirst and come into a place where we are committing to go after the presence of the Lord like never before. To encounter Him. To hunger and thirst like never before. And the Lord wants to seal that in some of us. And so in a moment, I'm going to invite those up. But before we do, just put your hands out before the Lord again. He's encountering people all over the room. I can see it. Again, you may not be physically feeling it or physically moving, but there is just this sense of the presence of the Lord that. Is Him, you guys. That is the Holy Spirit. So Lord, we say, increase your presence all across this room. We commit to not changing the subject off of you. (laughs) And Lord, I pray. That you would release a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of God all across this room would you release a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of God and then Ephesians 3 so that we may be filled with the fullness of God I declare over you you can be filled with the fullness of god and i declare over you you will be filled with the fullness of god so father we thank you for your grace we thank you for your presence that's in this room and we just say increase lord come and set a seal on our hearts come and set a seal on our minds lord come and pour salt in our mouth and make us thirsty so if that's you, and you just know, I can have the ministry team quickly come to the front and just come line across the front. And ministry team, those of you who have gone through our training, these are safe people to come and pray. And if you want to respond, you feel like you need to respond to this and as a seal, and you're just like, I don't know what it is. I need to respond, or maybe you're feeling the tangible presence of the Lord. I just want you to quickly come, and we're gonna just go through and and pray for all of those that are responding. I know it's gonna be a lot, so you just spread out when you come to the front. We hope you enjoyed the message. You can also follow us on Instagram
1: at LifeCenterNYC or YouTube at LifeCenterChurchNYC.